Welcome to Never End the Story, a rewatch podcast where we watch the movies of our childhood, along with Tepper, a grown man who has never seen them before. I'm your host, Ivan, a man on the run. I'm Jeff, and I want it on record that I think Ivan stole my intro, but rest assured, I'm very funny. I'm Shauna, and my only question is, what's eating you? And I'm Tepper, and I can confirm that Jeff is not very funny. Don't listen to him. I'm heartbroken. this week we'll be watching the running man directed by paul michael glasser released in 1987 uh game show host damon killian is played by richard dawson longtime host of the american television show family feud in the movie uh shauna brought this movie to us why okay so i went on a little bit of a fun journey involving this movie. Because uh, what happened was, I watched this movie, and it was great. I had a fun time. And then later, in a bookstore, I came across the book. And I was like, holy shit, there's a book. It's based on a book. And I bought that book, and I read it. And then I look at the author, like, Richard Bachman. Who the hell is this guy who wrote Running Man? It's Stephen King! That is... That is a fact. I went through this crazy journey of going backwards through to how this movie came to be, and it was amazing. Very nice. Yeah, uh, when the movie rights to this was bought from Richard Bachman, the producer did not know that it was a pseudonym for Stephen King. (laughs) Well, he got, I think, four or five books out under the Bachman name before, and I think enough people figured out that Bachman was him. Yeah, I read a few of his books under the Bachman name. They're a little bit different than Stephen King books. Yeah, I just think he had to give up on that pretty quick because there's still... It's weird because people think of like him more in like a genre that you can identify his writing. But like he... Obviously, he's got so many damn books out. He definitely has a style. Yeah. Yeah, I think like yeah, when people think about Stephen King, yeah, it's all about the horror. But he's written like... A lot of, like, thrillers and other other stuff like that, so... Well, the one that me and a lot of other people love to point out is he's the original author of the short story that Shawshank Redemption is based on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, there was another short story he wrote that got turned into a movie that was pretty good. Uh, the Myth? I'd have to look... No, uh, well, um, The Mist was, like, a full book, I'm pretty sure, but there was... It, it wasn't in the horror genre. It was, uh, Some Kids Find a Dead Body... Oh, Stand By Me? Yeah. At least I've heard good things about that. Or I, I think um, one of my favorite King stories, I think, is The Green Mile is a great book. And they actually did a fantastic job with the movie as well. And it's a little supernatural, but it's not its not spooky at all. It's just a, just a great story. Hmm. I did not know that was a King production. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't, like, read it. I read it uh, Wikipedia uh, page on it. Um... And yeah, Green Mile's really cool. Really neat story. Uh, yeah, uh, moral of the story, King's writing is uh, varied and wide-ranging. So yeah, this has been our Stephen King f- fan cast. <laughs> uh, I will say the movie is nothing like the book, and I don't mean that in like, oh, they skipped over these important scenes in the book and they changed this character. Like, It is a very different story, and they just share like a basic almost similar premise yeah okay yeah i see i mean the movie went through four directors 
Uh, and also, eight days into filming, they were four days behind and $8 million over budget. Oh! Nice. That's like, wow. back then, that's like all of your special effects budget in like a week. Yeah. Wow. And that's when the third director got fired. <laughs> uh, so where where does Running Man fit into Stephen King's uh, mythological universe? Um, I don't think it does, because it takes place a little bit in the future. Um, and because he wrote it under his pseudonym, it... That... Yeah. That's what I figured, but it would have been fun to... Yeah, like, the gunslinger meets up with the running man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> all, all the surviving characters of It are in it. <laughs> the running man in the book is like an angry dude. <laughs> like he's a fucker. Huh. All right. Uh does anyone else have a personal connection to this film or book? Jeff. No. All right. <laughs> uh I saw uh, yeah. uh as I mentioned previously, I don't actually remember when. Oh, when we were talking about Predator randomly the during wait. Yeah, no that's fine because that was during an intermission so that happened a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh I've seen a large selection of Schwarzenegger's filmography. Uh this is no exception. This one it's very it's different than a lot of his movies in small ways. I guess it's similar to a lot of his movies. It's fine. It's a fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Uh yeah, I mean like not like a personal connection to this movie, but also in that same intermission we were talking about I've watched a de- like I I am very fond of Schwarzenegger movies, and have watched. I w- I don't know if I'd watch as many as John, but I've watched a decent amount of them. Um, although John, I think you were mentioning in that intermission you haven't seen Commando. Uh, I think I probably have. Just can't remember. There's like, name name a Schwarzenegger movie where he plays a soldier. <laughs> there are well, a couple. He's a, he. He's an ex-soldier. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah, no, uh, exactly. He has, he has a daughter. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen Commando. <laughs> okay, then... But again, there are... He's played a, he's played a soldier or ex-soldier a couple times, so I might be mistaking the movie. <laughs> Does he go Commando in Commando? Uh... No, he goes Commando in no. Predator. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, they missed a big opportunity there. <laughs> I've also watched the, like, 100 Schwarzenegger insults probably a dozen times with various people over the years. Yeah, I think, I think I've watched that with you at once. Yeah. It, it's something that's very easy to just come up randomly at parties and stuff. Um, so, so, yeah, in that sense, yeah, I'm a bit of, like, a Schwarzenegger fan. I wouldn't call myself, like, a hardcore fan, but, yeah, I've watched these amount. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this movie, actually. Alright. Uh, we are now showing Tepper the poster for the movie. Describe the poster and tell us what you think this is about. My favorite is the tagline. What the? There are so many layers to this tagline we are going to go into. Wow. Oh man, I, I love old school action movie posters. Schwarzenegger, all red. Uh... Then it has, like, a black and white of his face. Uh, at the bottom is a, um, 
a white, like, ruined future cityscape in white text. It is the year 2019. <laughs> That's right. This movie takes place right now. The Running Man is a deadly game no one has ever survived. But Schwarzenegger has yet to play. And then, yeah, so there's a... Um, Mad Max Essex guy on a like uh, on a motorcycle, uh, driving riding toward what looks like Schwarzenegger at the bottom as well. Looks like there is a poster with maybe like a politician or somebody on it, in red bold red text at the bottom, similar to the top. Says the Running Man, and then it's just got all the usual like um, you know who published it. Uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Running Man. <laughs> it's rated R. Oh wow! Uh, and I mean, then a bunch of—that's America. Pe- so yeah, and a bunch of uh, actors I don't recognize. It has four actors who appeared in the Predator franchise. I don't know the names because <laughs> oh, it was wow. just a, one of the trivia's I read earlier. Three from the original movie and one from Predator Two. Now I want to go watch Predator and Predator 2 again. <laughs> you can do that on your own podcast. <laughs> so, is no one going to mention that sh- the tagline has Schwarzenegger's name as if him, the actor, plays himself in this movie? Yeah, that is one of the layers I wanted to discuss. That's amazing. Yeah, uh, that's like, if if I, I might be off, but I'm pretty sure that's just like this era's marketing for action heroes like especially around schwarzenegger who was insanely popular and i mean still is just not in movies much anymore don't worry he'll be back (laughs) fuck fuck off (laughs) mods please remove jeff unfortunately for you i am a mod fuck but yeah so this movie takes place in the year of someone's lord 2019 right now that's just great <laughs> that was unplanned when we originally chose this movie but as soon as i saw this poster well i mean it doesn't say 2019 like ad or ce it just says 2019 so we're we're not sure apparently the movie takes place between 2017 and 2019 huh because there is a brief intro section right uh but yeah, Tepper, what do you think this movie is about? Huh. I actually haven't read a Wikipedia article on this one, so yeah, I'm, I'm in the dark on this one. But I'm going to assume it is about a running man. Trick question, who do you think's the main character? <laughs> the guy on the bike. Yeah, he looks like main character material. No, uh, I mean, pretty obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it's going to be an action movie. I, I'm actually, like, I'm not going to make really any predictions on this one. I just, I, I really just want to, like, sit down and watch this movie. That's, that's probably for the best. I don't think you could have predicted what's going to happen. I mean, other than the obvious tropes of a Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, because, like, super obvious here. I'm very excited for this movie. Not a, not a kid in fucking sight. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking magical worlds. Yeah. Uh, no uh, business dads. No uh, murder gang slash bullies. Um, yeah, I'm 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 pretty hyped for this movie. We'll see. Oh boy, 
There's a lot of stuff that you just said that we're going to have fun talking about afterwards. I swear to God. All right. We'll see you after the film. I can pick anyone I choose. And I choose Ben Richards. Richards. That boy's one mean motherfucker. And we're back. So, what did everyone think? Oh, I fucking love this movie. It's so good. It was very it is, good. Oh, it is so... When was the exact release date for this again? Uh, 1987? God damn, is it, yeah. It, it it dates itself, but in the most wonderful way possible. Like, the synth music, the dystopian future. I don't know what you're talking about. It obviously takes place in 2019. The heavy game show, like, element of it, the whole, like, morality lesson about tv being evil oh the beep boop that's a, technology that's one hell of a blanket statement <laughs> tv is evil is that really what you got out of this oh <laughs> 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 well, he, well he does that whole thing of like uh, americans wean themselves on wean their kids on tv like that was a pretty i mean like people have been making that moral argument since forever although that that was just a Hollywood argument that stop watching TV, watch movies instead. <laughs> okay, yeah, I guess, yeah, I can see that. I, I I just took it as, yeah, like, you know, that general, you know, we see it today, like, kids and their iPads and uh, looking at their phones all the time. Their it was just like, yeah, yeah, this is just like the 80s version of that. Um, if anything, I'd say this is more uh, against propaganda. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like. The more specific theme is, yes, uh, propaganda and, like, believing it just because it's on TV. Fake news. Very, uh, It's a very, um, it's a very post-Watergate uh, type movie, for sure. Don't trust yeah, the government. How, how soon do you think the uh, government hit squad showed up after they uh, murdered the staff of the country's most popular game show? <laughs> Shh, they won! They kissed in the end. You don't talk about what happens after. They kissed and he threatened to strangle her again. Or snap her neck. <laughs> or both. Ladies' choice. He, he's a gentleman. Might be one of the weakest movies for Schwarzenegger one-liners. God, yes. Oh, it was so bad. Yeah, like... I don't know. I, I liked the delivery on a lot of the, even the ones that like weren't good didn't feel like too cheesy there is there is there's one in particular i can't remember what exactly he said but that one didn't really work a lot of the other ones worked like a little bit at least so yeah like he delivered them all well but they were all of pretty low quality it when he killed sub-zero uh, sub-zero is now just zero yeah, that was that was the bad actual one. Actual zero or whatever. Oh, yeah, actual. yeah, I was that that was the really bad one in that movie. But like he had to split or like he even, know, like, like immediately after he's like he was a real pain in the neck. Which is yeah. much better. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not better. the one he delivered to all of America. Yeah, no. Sorry, Arnie. Not not that one wasn't great, but a lot of the other ones were pretty solid. Like I, I definitely agree with Jeff. Like delivery was good. Um, the opening, I, I don't know. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the opening. Like it was whatever. The first like fifteen, well, the prison break was pretty good, but a lot, a lot of the opening I was kind of like meh on. 
but once he once they got into the running man like oh good good stuff um i like them pushing like the showmanship of the whole thing yeah like the costumes and the presentation and like you really get the feel of like yeah this is a game show yeah um and, like they they obviously got real people from the industry and like did their research on that yeah yeah and just like you can see how like the propaganda machine works in this world um but yeah no like it was it was like fun to watch like the crowd cheering and like you know the the presenter being an asshole um it's just like real life yeah <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> um there was i would say like one weird thing to me was there was like maybe i'm reading too much into it but there was just kind of like on like like they were setting up for that one guy to go into the ring and then he never did and then that was like the end of it which was like a little disappointing because it really felt like throughout the movie they were building up for um not captain america captain freedom yeah captain freedom to like 1v1 arnie i mean it happened it <laughs> live it was yeah. exciting yeah and like i thought it, that was gonna happen too because he was even talking about it, like no, none of this fancy stuff yeah hand to hand like real gladiators like i respect that like a real yeah. gladiator but because of that decision he was not allowed to go in yeah because he would have lost <laughs> Yeah, it, it just, like, that, I think, would have been, like, a really good climax fight for the movie. Like, you know, and, and, like, it really felt like the movie was building up to that. Like, you know, they mention him throughout the movie. They constantly show his presence. You know, he, he it seems like he wants to go out and fight, and then he just doesn't. And I was like, oh, like that was disappointing. Even if he showed up instead of the security guard at the end would have been a better payoff for his character yeah and like if they still wanted to do that like people turn on the presenter thing he could have just snapped the presenter guy's neck and then just been like let's let's fight you know no but <laughs> but then you don't get the satisfaction of sending the bad guy down the tube uh yeah but i don't know i i just feel like the movie was doing this whole thing of like this whole setup and then just flubbed it at the end they built an right. $8 million dollar tube, and they had to get enough use out of it. <laughs> okay, I guess, like, let's talk about that fucking tube. <laughs> that is one of the few scenes that I felt went on. The, I guess the only scenes I felt went on a little long were that when they go down the tube, like, that felt maybe a little padded for length. And the, the first, Yeah, the dance scene when they were setting up the game show definitely felt... Yeah, just, like, too many shots of that. There were yeah. some other shots I would consider gratuitous, but they weren't really related to, like, time. They were more just kind of, like, what the heck was that? But we can get into that later. Yeah. Yeah, like, the... Because, yeah. like, the dancing was interspersed with setup, so you saw how the show worked, which was good. But, yeah, yeah, this dancing itself didn't need to be there for that much. But, you know, you get somebody to choreograph it. You put it in the yeah. film. Like, yeah, because, like, like, in theory, like, yeah, it was a good thing. It just went on way too long. Uh, and, yeah, the tube was also way too long as well. Uh, whoever was editing this movie didn't do the greatest job. 
for at Wait, least I think sequences. In those couple sequences alone, you might be able to shave off a few minutes. And I think this movie only runs about um, 110. And then you might be able to fit in, yeah, a couple more sequences with, like, Captain Freedom, who you guys wanted to see more of. It's, yeah, it's a uh, 120-something Maybe maybe with all the credits and stuff, it definitely didn't feel. It's like... one forty with the credits, so. Mm. Oh okay, wow, that with went like by faster than I thought. Ten minutes yeah. of credits, so it is around. Yeah, like other th- other <laughs> than those two scenes, like I thought it was, it, I thought it was pretty tightly edited for the most part, or at least like well paced. Like it, the yeah. movie, the movie's plot went along. There wasn't really much unnecessary filler other than those two scenes. You know, it got to the point. There wasn't like tons and tons of exposition like it just it just worked i i felt uh quite like it, it was perfectly edited for an arnie film like just perfect action distilled you know none of that none of that fluff shit um yeah cat yeah captain captain freedom like i love when he like lovingly gazes at like a photo of him in the old days it just ugh. There were some great, almost, like, throwaway shots in this. Like, yeah, there were a couple times I think we were laughing at, like, just some kind of visual gag. Yeah, a lot of it was just, yeah, Captain Freedom scenes. <laughs> he he was good. Like, he was he was actually, like, like the, the workout video and just when he comes in with the, the weird, like, tinfoil armor shit and he goes like this is unexcusable like or inexcusable and like starts tearing it off that was, like, i'm not like, going out in this there was just like some pieces of cutlery on it <laughs> yeah it was great it was part of their multi-level marketing scheme <laughs> yeah i really like the gimmicks they gave all their stalkers like the fucking samurai hockey player the opera singer techno man sumo sumo was he sumo well he was just he was a large asian man oh okay he was not samurai, really. Fair. I, I was saying samurai because his hockey stick was also a blade. Yeah, it was a blade. Folded a thousand times. <laughs> and his explosive hockey pucks. Yeah, the gimmicks were fucking great. Like, the costume design yeah. was so... Like, the set and costume design for this movie hit all the right notes for what the, the story of the movie was trying to tell. Like, just perfect. Like, the darkness... Like the, the, the like the actual running man zone was was perfect. Uh, like the markets and stuff after they do the jailbreak, like the jail itself. Even the running man outfit, because like yeah, that's a hideous outfit on purpose. Like you're not supposed to root for the running man. Yeah, and and uh, you know you can put like sponsors on there if you want to. Yeah, they were made by Adidas. <laughs> Oh wow! Are, wait, are you serious? It's all there. The Adidas logo is on the right sleeve of the Running Man outfit. <laughs> Not one of the winning Halloween costumes that year. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, what what I like to like, uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but I like all the ways that the game show stacks the odds against like the runners. Like going down that chute must be so disorienting. And then, like, all of a sudden, there's those guys there, like, pushing you out into the zone. And, like, you're wearing this very bright uh, uh, jumpsuit that would make it pretty easy for any of the stalkers to see you. Doesn't offer much protection. Um, Like, the way, yeah, just the way they, like, 
set it up, I went like, yeah, no, like that makes sense. Like I see why they did this or why they did that. Like like within the logic of the world. Um, and yet, Electric Man was so good. <laughs> I like what you're saying. Yeah, Dynamo. I like what you're saying. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Jeff was saying like. They should have just given him no gimmick, except he just has, like, a knife and runs <laughs> after you <laughs> singing opera. That would be way scarier, man. <laughs> Although, one thing with him, um, obviously, like, yeah, we're kind of getting into, like, the set and costume design. But even just the um, the effects, the practical effects and the special effects, pretty solid throughout the film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There wasn't anything that I went, like, ooh, that doesn't really work. Like, it was good. And especially, again, considering, like, like late 80s like we're we're used to stuff now or we look back at like the first avengers movie and it looks like a cartoon meanwhile the most recent high budget ones look great but a lot of movies that used to use practical effects like like i could tell when they were in the helicopter there was a stationary helicopter they're waving the camera around and there's a green screen behind them but like yeah just a lot of like the explosions and fire and sparks like other than like the electricity on the opera dude um i think almost everything looked practical to me yeah yeah, I, I like practical explosions a lot. I uh, love that look. I believe the helicopter scene was actually from a 1972 Godzilla movie. Huh. Yeah, man, they got to cut corners to afford that $8 million slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like they blew... The reason this movie was over budget was they blew their budget on the dancers and that fucking slide. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, it, it was, uh, so yeah, costume design was, like, good, um, like, the story was, like, straightforward, but just, like, self-contained and nice, like, it wasn't overambitious, it had kind of a goal, like, a setup it wanted to do, it executed that, uh, well, and, you know, what? like, I finished this movie being like, yeah, I'm satisfied, like, I'd watch this movie again, I guess, like, getting into, like, some of the other, like, nitty-gritty stuff, uh, Pretty, like, I'd have to actually, like, see when certain movies released, but, like, in the meta, uh, th this falls very squarely within the meta of dystopian future uh, movies. Have, we'd have to see when, like, um, when, like, Mad Max and, uh, there's, like, a couple other movies that I'm, I know of, but I can't remember their names off the top of my head. Blade Runner? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I haven't watched Blade Runner actually. I was like, I was kind of joking, like you can't compare this movie to Blade Runner. They are two completely different things. No, no, but but what I'm saying is, is like that. Um, yeah, that uh, Escape image. from New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's actually that'd be a pretty good saying. comparison. Yeah, like Escape from New York. Uh, like I'm sure there's other ones too that I just can't think of off the top of my head. So, but they kind of have these like very similar like themes yeah sci-fi dystopian future control of the you know like very fascist yeah so mad max was 79 escape from new york was 81 and this was 87 so yeah and also yeah. while i'm stating things that i'm reading on imdb it was from the 1976 king kong that the attacking helicopter footage is from Okay, I was thinking, because I've seen quite a few, I used to be really into uh, Godzilla movies, and I was, that just didn't ring a bell to me. Um, his brother gets sent off to re-education and is never mentioned again. Yeah, well, I mean, the majority of the movie takes place over, like, yeah, a day and a half. 
Oh yeah, I, I'm not like, like I'm at the point where I'm just like pulling out some of the random nitpicks, like not even nitpicks, just like just random things that I noticed. Like the movie didn't do a bad thing with not bring. He's not relevant to the plot, so it doesn't matter. He could have put him in the running as well. Uh, yeah, but just the brother throwing people in. <laughs> the brother was really just a plot device to introduce yeah. the love interest. Sexy bondage. Yeah, that was really weird. Like that was really that... weird. <laughs> <laughs> I th- these types of movies, yeah, gratuitous n- nude, nude and sexy ladies, and yeah, I'm actually surprised there was no g- genuine nudity. But yeah. I guess it was getting to the late '80s, so that started being less common. Uh, but yeah, well, no, she... it was rated R, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was swearing and blood. Um, but actually, considering um, the premise, like, a lot of the violence, even though it was kind of like, ooh, that guy's head in a spike, and ooh, that guy got a chainsaw to the groin, like, they didn't really show it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really, it wasn't that horrible. I think like, the worst was when he was getting the tracking chip implanted, and you just see the giant ooh. needle go up his yeah. hand. That I had to yeah, look away a... from the screen. I could have lived without you reminding me of that. <laughs> yeah, right. I kind of, like, not thought about that, too. <laughs> yeah, that was really the most disturbing body horror of the of the film. Can, can that be a new addition to Tepper's Tops? Worst body horror <laughs> moment. <laughs> that list is going to be very barren when we go back to kids' movies. Yeah, I was going to say... Just have to ask Pi to start bringing more movies. I don't know. Does that horse sinking into the tar pit from Never in the Story count? <laughs> hmm. I don't think that's really body horror. Like, it's a horrifying moment, but not, like, body horror. Uh, now, if you want more body horror, yeah. I'm sure, like, Pi's watched some, like, fucked up stuff. Um, Translator's note. Pi means Connor. Oh. <laughs> Uh, the plot folder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. That was... <laughs> so well documented. I mean, yeah, it was if, absurd. If you have a folder of stuff, you want to label them what's in the stuff. Could you imagine, like, okay, we need to find this specific secret thing and name like, name, like, uh, eagle and sparrow and hawk and just, like, which one's the secret thing I want? They're all secret. I want to know what footage was in the clandestine unit folder. <laughs> uh, also not very well secured. Like, What are you talking about? There was a guard standing semi-nearby. It's not even the guard thing. It's the don't give access to employees other than ones who should have access to that stuff. Like most archives... Only very specific people have any kind of access to the to the room with the actual archival documents in it. Yeah, but maybe she just needs like, some like sound clips for her next uh, jingle. That would be contained somewhere else <laughs> entirely. Nah, they don't. They don't put sound clips. No, no, she's in sound with... clips from the episodes. She wants to sample some of the torture. Also, how did she keep that? Because like it comes back at the she, end. She she said, well. She said that it was in one of two holes uh, around her groin region. Oh. <laughs> in that she said, like, none of your business, or wouldn't you like to know? I'm not sure which one she said. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember what he said. I think, it's none of, I think it was none of your business, because it reminded me... Because the scene already reminded me of uh, 
Harmon quest, but then <laughs> even more once she said, none of your business. <laughs> I'm still bothered that none of you have brought it up that, like, my biggest, I don't want to call it a plot hole, because it's not like the plot the camera fails thing? at that point. No, uh, why is their main broadcast dish in the middle of their war zone? So that nobody can find it. Even though they also, even though there's also a secret resistance also in the middle of that war zone, but they've <laughs> yeah. never been able to find it. I mean, on, on on the surface, it seems like a good idea because who would think to work like look in the middle of a, you know, a game show zone for something like that? Uh, but like the fact that the resistance was also hanging out there kind of like ruins that. Yeah, that's super. They're just like no one would ever come out this far two blocks away from our secret base <laughs> yeah exactly um or less than well 40, to, yeah. less than 40 blocks away from our secret base because the game show takes place over 40 blocks uh, and that's yeah. another thing i'm thinking for why the tube scene was so long was to communicate that they were being sent far away there probably could have been better ways to show they were being sent far away, but I feel that might be why it's so long because it but just like, kept yeah. going. Uh, but they also like couldn't have been sent that far that far away because in like ten minutes they walked into the studio. Hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because he says twenty minutes. I mean, I'm will. I'm personally willing like willing to overlook all that because I don't really care. Yeah. It's uh, and it I was don't... obviously just a spiral slide. And it actually went nowhere. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would say, like, I understand why they did it, and I don't care that they did it, but um, them showing on broadcast the just scenes from earlier in the movie as though there was a cameraman there the whole time. In, in the helicopter, yeah. Lazy, considering they were so over budget. I don't blame them for doing that, but yeah, that was really fucking lazy. Well, like, they could have, like, I get that it's a TV show, but they could have just had audio. Yeah, 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 audio would have been fine, or even if they had, like, reshot the scene, because, like, I'm sure they got surveillance, like, fucking everywhere. This is a dystopian future. So they could have done stuff like that, but... Yeah, well, then they could have just had a bunch of stunt doubles sit in a helicopter, and then they'd face map them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even something like that. They do, like, a shitty reenactment would be like that, because that would have been funny, keeping with the theme of the game show, and, and like, would have worked. But, again, like, you know, like, whatever, but at the same time, yeah, that, that was pretty lazy of them to uh, not just, you know, do something else for that. But on the bright side, we did get a second take of, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, there's some like just random great standout lines in this movie. Like one of my favorites was um, when she's like, "Man, I should just shut my mouth and taken the vacation." And he goes like, "Yeah, I had the shirt for it, but you fucked it up." I, I like that line. <laughs> oh <laughs> just... man, I'll be back. Oh, he said the thing. <laughs> he, he said, said the, the thing. thing. He said the thing. The thing he's famous for. <laughs> and, and I mean, Sorry. like, which one? The I'll be back or the. I'll be back. Both. Yeah. Because, like, I liked him, like, telling the the show host, like, no, listen, when I'm done with this, I'm going to come find you. Because, like, in Arnold movies, I love when that happens. I love when the villain has the hero 
like Arnold at at disadvantage and tries to get him to do something, and then Arnold goes like, "Listen, I'll do this thing, but once I'm done, you're you're fucked, bud." Uh, yeah. but like in Commando, like another one I like is um, I like I like I, I like you, Scully. I'm gonna I'll kill you last, and then when he's like, his spoilers. If anyone wants to watch Commando, any of you not seen Commando? It's an Arnie movie. I don't think <laughs> okay. Cares. okay. 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 Hey, you Go know what? It. Some some people take their spoilers very seriously no, right? I, so. we appreciate that we give you the go-ahead spoiler spoiler warning audience tune back in in 10 seconds <laughs> yeah when he's holding him over like the ledge and the guy's like hey you, you said you'd kill me last he goes like i lied and just like drops him off the cliff <laughs> oh such a it's such a great payoff <laughs> later on when arnold then has the villain at a disadvantage like i just oh, i love it even though I know it's like so tropey, but it's just it's so good. I kind of wish they he didn't do the like I'll be back thing just because it was like, eh. but I do like that he caught like the like the announcer was very clearly like, uh, oh, oh that that's kind of scary, <laughs> and then and then like the quip back was pretty good like only on reruns, bud. Um, yeah, it it makes sense. Like this was this would have this was only a couple years after the ter- Terminator, so. Obviously, it's at the peak yeah. of its hype. Yeah, like like it makes sense. I just yeah, I would have kind of preferred something. He said something more, um, more for the scene, I guess. But uh, you know, wait, whatever. Does he even say that in the first Terminator movie? He has no reason to, because he's the killer. Oh, oh no, he because he goes to a police station. And they're like, no, yes. we can't do that. Oh, you're I'll right. be back. Yes. And then he fucking drives a car in. You're right. Oh, okay. I love that scene, too. Yeah, that's a great scene. That was Because I, I was just thinking, scene. I'm like, wait a minute, because this came out before Terminator 2, and if they just, like, called that shot, that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. The, so, in Running Man, the other TV show, like, Climbing for Dollars. <laughs> oh, yes! So... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just just to decide before you continue shout out like that i love the way they build this dystopian future even though like like it's almost like a parody of itself but it's so good but yeah go ahead finish with your like yeah because it's just a guy climbing a rope with to get more money and dogs at the bottom that will kill him if he falls and that's very true to the book i don't think if i don't think that specific game show was in the book but the book it's in a world where there's a TV station, and all their game shows are just these awful things. So I'm very glad they threw that in. Well, and, like, they just blast them with steam and cause them to fall anyway. Yeah. Just, like, I just... Well, and, like, the same, like, uh, this is, like, uh, get, like, get, like, a bonus this week, or, like, Tuesday or whatever, for, like, turning in your family. Yeah. You know, get two <laughs> food credits instead of one. It's just... Like, it's so ludicrously evil. Yeah, and I love it. I love them for well, it. Well, the game show in the film is based was apparently based upon an earlier nineteen eighties Japanese game show called Trans American Ultra Quiz, in which contestants were tortured in various ways. How about Japanese? Yeah, the prize goes to whoever can withstand the pain slash humiliation longest. <laughs> me, me. <laughs> <laughs> And this week, we're going to be tying you up and biting you to see who can last the longest. <laughs> see, like, there's all these frowns and worried looks, and then Jeff just with, like, a huge fucking smile on his face. <laughs> I don't think I'd last very long, though, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's, that's the joke I was going to go for. 
low-hanging fruit. My favorite. That's what you bite first. (laughs) 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 Um, Like, the effects were... So, I I guess, like, one of my... Like, this is more like a general... I mean, action movies in general suffer from this, but especially 80s and 90s action movie. Nobody knows how to fucking use guns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, at all. Every every gun has a scope because it makes it look futuristic, and no one uses them. Uh, nobody knows how to hold them properly. Yeah. Um, nobody can hit a target. Like when they go into the studio and the guard like shoots at them, not even close, bud. Like Arnie doesn't know how to shoot. He's <laughs> yeah, got actually... he's got that hip fire grip. Yeah, and I I fucking forget the name of the female character, but she has a gun for some reason too. And she actually hits her target with reasonable accuracy. I was surprised. Latina Strangleneck. (laughs) Like, there was no reason for her to know how to shoot a gun. Hey, you know what? I'm glad, though. Like, Yeah, no, she she followed a lot of tropes that action women follow. She also felt, like, no remorse. Like, you'd realize within, like, 24 hours she went from living in an apartment and maybe owning some, like, ooh, contraband clothing to... Joining the resistance and murdering a guard. Yeah. And Dynamo. Yeah. But yeah, like, oh, that yeah. Was, that was a weird attempted rape scene. Yeah, whoever whoever wrote lines directed at her character really enjoyed those. Yeah, like, that was too gratuitous. That was unnecessary. She could have just killed uh, the, the electric opera man. It was... Yeah. It was less bad than her weird co-worker... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, holy, yeah. holy shit! That was a weird, the weird fetishist coworker. Yeah. Like, uh, like I was to say, just like after that whole scene, it's like, uh, like, oh, uh, I need to like go change now, because <laughs> like, she was very excited. <laughs> At just like, fuck. He could have killed you, or raped, raped you, you, or raped you, then killed you, or killed you, then raped you. And, and then just, just takes a drag of her cigarette. And smiles. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, staring after where he went. Like, yeah, yeah it was, um... Yeah, the the scene with, like, yeah, Dynamo was... <sighs> unnecessary in this movie, I would say. But Well, I think they could have just done everything in that scene up to the point where, like, he's literally going to be like, Oh, I'm gonna climb on top of ya. Like, she could have just shot yeah. the sprinkler because her aim sucks i don't know yeah i don't know I think or even, like... even if his pants were still on and he he had just like got her to the ground just to overpower her because she has a gun yeah that would have been fine but i mean like it's it's such a minor thing and like she murdered him pretty quickly and, like, I kind of like that, because, like, one thing I was worried about, like, when she lost the gun was I was like, oh, she's going to need somebody to rescue her, isn't she? And then it's like, no, she managed to kill him. I was like, oh, that's nice. Like, <laughs> that's it's, nice. It's, it's, that's nice, it's good. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to see that, uh, you know. What do you, killers, what do you think? Killers, <laughs> killers are just not of the male variety. What do you think, old lady Dolores? Mad, yeah. Murder him! <laughs> yeah, what was her other line where she swore? It's like, fuck you or something? No, she was no, like, no. Uh, he's a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. That... he's yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a badass motherfucker or something. <laughs> yeah, like she was, she was super into Arnie. I really like these sweet old ladies just cheering on this slaughter. Like, 
finish him! And just... I love that aesthetic. Well, like, it's also super weird. Like, it's... Because, like, they would have been, like, 40 when... Or more when this show started. Like, they they switched over to enjoying murder pretty How well. How they managed to get so old? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's just, like like, the trope of, like... You would ex- expect the young people who w- would be indoctrinated, but like, no, yeah, the old people are super into it. Yeah, yeah, I, man, I work hard. <laughs> I pay my taxes. I just want to go home, turn on my TV, and watch people get beaten to death. <laughs> Why is this so hard to understand? Uh, yeah, like this movie. You know what? Like this movie had some solid comedy moments, just like sprinkled throughout it. Like, it wasn't gratuitous. It was, like, just enough. It was good. It was, um, like, some really good, like, back and forth. Like, when they would swap from, like, the super serious fighting over to the, to the, uh, like, studio and, like, the old ladies and everything. And, like, when he's like, oh, you have to choose a stalker. She's like, get the fuck out of my face. I don't have to choose a stalker. I'm choosing him. He's yeah. going to be the one drawing next blood. Like, yeah, she, she wants to win. She, she's, she's going with the safe bet. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh man. in the scene where all the people who are yelling their bets, one guy's yeah. like, I put my bet on Richard. And then everyone just switches sides and puts their bets yeah. in. 200. Always $200. bet on Dick. <laughs> Always bet on Dick. Um, yet, like, you know, I can't, I can't really find much to criticize about this movie because, as I was saying earlier, like, it knows what it is, and it executes on that. Like, people would see Arnold Schwarzenegger is the running man, they know what to expect, and goddamn do they get it. Like, you know, it's, um, it's all there in the marketing. Yeah, the the poster really spells it out for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm really having like a hard time really criticizing this movie or like finding things to criticize about this movie. And maybe this is like I like Arnie movies, so like I'm sure if there was somebody here who didn't like Arnie movies, you know, maybe we'd get like a different viewpoint. But for me, at least, like the scenes that were bad were just, like, those, like, two gratuitous scenes, and even then, like, they weren't, like, horrible. And then there were just, like, one or two minor moments that were, like, eh, that really didn't be in there. But they're over so quick that it's not even really, you know, that big a deal. Well, I've got two thoughts about that. And one, yeah, I think you're right. Like, they never really had, like, any Chekhov's guns or MacGuffins that they, like, showed and didn't use. But also, two, like, remember how low we set the bar for you. That's why you think this movie's good. <laughs> mm, yeah. We've we've watched at least seven very good movies. Or at least good movies. But but we'll find out on Tepper's Tops. Da 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 da. Alright, here we are, back again. It's that time of the show. Yeah. So Tepper, where you gonna put it? Okay, um, oh boy, uh, you know what, I think I'm going to put it in third place. Damn. Yeah. Okay, like, a lot of this is probably, like, my own, like, bias for these types of movies, but, yeah, 
I liked it more than Fifth Element. And, like, part of it is, like, I could see myself throwing this movie on randomly just to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, there's, like, other movies on the list where I'm like, eh, you know, like, that was a good watch, but I never really, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't strike me to just randomly throw it on. Knocking out Fifth Element just below Back to the Future. All right. Yeah. Uh, villain? Yeah, villain. So, like, I guess it's Damon Killian, the <sighs> yes. cr- creator yeah. of the show. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, the face of the villain The dystopian, forces. yeah. You know what kind of helps him, too, is knowing that he's, like, an asshole like that in real life, too. Just, like, ramps his character up even more, I find. Um, killer game show hosts are generally pretty good. Mm, but, like, Sweep the Leg is also pretty good. <laughs> if you want, I mean, like, Cobra Kai is a whole group of people. So you could consider him and his stalkers. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, like, I think he's just, yeah, he's such a glorious asshole. I think I'll put him in the number three for now. This might change, like, in the future. But yeah, I kind of like him more than, like, Cobra Kai. Knocking down Cobra Kai, right below Zorg. And, and like, one thing I like to consider, too, is, like, how integral is a villain to, like, my enjoyment of the movie or, like, the movie itself. That's why, like, one of the reasons why, like, Zorg, like, Zorg is really good in Fifth Element, so, like, he's high. Same with, obviously, like, Komodo. Is the only, that's the only reason Komodo is number one. Um, uh, we got no business dads. No. Arnie's not even a father. Yet. <laughs> he's gonna strangle out a baby soon, though. And this is a tricky one. There was no childlike character. Put in Arnie. Put him in. Put put in Arnie for Never End the Glory. Put him in. Put him in. We need to put watch him another in. Schwarzenegger movie so that they can cancel each other out when the fight happens. Put him in. Perfect. Put him watch in. Watch Total Recall. Put him in. We, sh- uh, we should watch Total Recall. We could do like, we could do Arnie April or something. Yeah, that that's actually a good idea. Yeah, let's just do like a bunch of Arnie movies. And You're gonna be his... able to do like one Arnie April before you run out of the Arnie movies he hasn't seen. I mean, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely put in Arnie. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I guess it's only fair. Like according to the poster, the movie does have Schwarzenegger in it and not Ben Richards. <laughs> All right, the most childlike character in the movie. Other than that child soldier. But I don't think he had a name. Strangle you on live TV. Yeah, so I guess, like, any final thoughts on the movie you guys have? Um, Uh, Where would you rate this in your Schwarzenegger movies? Ooh, that's a pretty good question. Ooh, I'd have to really, like, look over all the movies I've seen. Um, but it, it would be pretty low on the list, I think. Because, uh, yeah, for me, it's definitely under, like, like Predator and Terminator are such classics. But I feel like this one could be a solid, like, middle-of-the-pack short. Like, I've definitely seen yeah. worse Schwarzenegger movies, too. Yeah, yeah, like, I'd have to, like, I don't know how much of his total discography I've, or not discography, filmography. You know what you mean. How much of his I've, discography have you listened to? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Answer the question. His, how much of his filmography I've actually watched. I just know, like, I've watched a bunch of movies with him, but I don't know how many exactly. Um, 
but like yeah like predator terminator definitely like above these uh above this one commando i would put above this one as well um i, I think it depends a little bit what you want to like this is more comedy this is on the more comedy side of a Schwarzenegger yeah. movie than just like pure action yeah whereas it's like far yeah, like, from the most comedy but yeah like whereas like commando does like the whole like action thing like much more gratuitously <laughs> yeah commando really lets you blow off some steam Bend it. God, i love that <laughs> when he's just killing soldiers with the oh no the airplane fucking elbows a guy kills him on the airplane puts the hat and jacket over him talks to the um, flight attendant uh, please do not disturb my friend he is dead tired it's like ah <laughs> oh it's so good that one might win the best one-liners award yeah like that movie is filled with a lot of good ones and like the action scene like there's just like a couple like set pieces in that movie that are just like when he's in like a garden shed and like killing like army soldiers with fucking you know well yeah it's good stuff but have you seen batman returns or whichever one is the correct one batman is that batman forever it might be oh yeah 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 batman forever I just know, like, the, his quotes from it, right? Yeah. Like, what killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! And they, like, shoots later. Or, like, let's break the ice. And, like, there's, like, a bunch of them that are really good. Um, yeah. All right. I think we can rate this movie. Wait, wait. Actually, I have one final thought. The hacking <laughs> and password security <laughs> in this movie. Is it- the the beginning fucking hacking it wasn't even hacking he it just was a, keeps, it was oh. a fight to turn it on and off he turns off the the shield and the guy on the other side turns it back on and it's just a fight to turn it off and on and off and on he's I, not even hacking he just keeps putting in the same password well again like that is like that is uh, what's the term social is it social hacking I can't remember the actual term but like that is genuinely what he did like he just yeah. he like. The guard shouldn't have the laptop in plain view of especially the guy who was arrested for hacking. Oh yeah, that that's not my issue with it. Like that was good. Like the 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 sequence with like the jailbreak, setting up the riot and everything. Like that was fine. It was like just like the okay, now you need to do it. Well, the signal's bad in here. Like well, it was like it was just working just a little bit earlier. And then they go outside, and he just keeps putting in the same password over and over and over again. Yeah, it's because the other guy's also putting in the same password over and over and over again. <laughs> it really should have showed it from his perspective. I would have loved to see that. Just like the two of them just typing password as fast as they can. Um, but see, what all you do is you just wait a moment and don't type it, and then they double type it and turn it off, and you're in the Rabbit clear. season. Duck season, rabbit season, duck season. And then um, <laughs> the other thing was the um, like the computer graphics for when he was getting the password for like the satellite or whatever. Yeah, the hexacode. Yeah, oh, it was like... Mm, and like the yeah. thing he was typing on. What? I've seen those in like so many sci-fi movies. There's no letters or numbers on these buttons. There's just weird squiggly patterns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind of a keyboard is ever seen Star Trek? Like the original Star Trek, they just glue a bunch of like jube jubes onto like a box they painted silver. Or speaking of speaking of Star Trek, 
Oh, yeah. Go 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 ahead, Mr. Spock. <laughs> Who's Mr. Spock? <laughs> yeah. Also, their the apartments have a twelve digit security panel. That was weird. Yeah, and she didn't change the passcode from the last tenant. Yeah, I mean that just takes work. When you go to a new apartment, do you get a new set of keys? What if she just had the same passcode as him? Like pure coincidence. <laughs> four four uh, but... five five six six. But also, their their apartments have more better security than, like, deactivating the, the deadly collars in their work prisons. That's not true. I mean... <laughs> Same number of uh, digits, less, less character options. <laughs> anyway, that, that was, like, that was just my final kind of thought that I was thinking of when we were, yeah. So, yeah, with that, we can, yeah, rate this movie. All right, time to steal all the good jokes first. So, I'm going to rate this movie... <laughs> Three out of five one-liners. I rate this one woman out of three male protagonists. Um, I rate this movie one ruined vacation out of one. Perfect score. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'd have to give this movie uh five stalkers out of one home board game experience. Yeah, and with that, I've been your host, Ivan. I'm Jeff. I'm Shauna. And I'm Tepper. And you can find us all on downloadablezebras.com. And a special thanks to 8 Jazz for the use of our theme song. You can find them on YouTube or follow the link in the description.